Hello and welcome to another Wine Makes Conversation, the Honky Tonk Wine Library podcast. Yes! Yay! We're I'm, back! Do you know what? I must say, I'm pleased you are because I've been dying for a drink for about, <laughs> a, for about a month or something like that. My name's Paul Philpot and I am joined by Zoe and Fitz from Honky Tonk Wine Library from Plymouth. Plus, this week's special guest, human wise, we've got Donna Barnes, who's a Plymouth based recruitment and business entrepreneur. Welcome, thank you for joining us. Now, today we're going to be discussing the art of recruitment, but we're not going to talk about just recruiting people. We obviously need to turn this around to wine. So of we're going course. to talk about recruiting wine and where you f- go about finding those little gems. Um, but first of all, it's not easy to find the perfect job, I must admit. And uh, in fact, before I worked here, I was a historian. But then I realised there was no future in it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just going to take it. you seriously then. I'm just going to take this and actually, actually rip it up because our, our media production manager wrote that because he says most of your introductions are really corporate and dull. Let me Allow me to lend a hand. Um, right, we've already introduced our special guest by way of human person. Thank you. But we know anyone who listened to our first episode of this podcast knows that our very, very, very extra special guests are, of course... Navino, looking at four wines, really to a local. I want to be to a local. It's not just about honky tonk itself; it's about what's around us and where we can buy some great, amazing wines from, and some a little bit out of the field as well. So, yeah, there's some great wines we're going to look at today. Well, have you bought the usual mix of a red and a white? Or? Well, we've not. We've um, we, we had a, we had a wine for a white just to taste, just yes. a, a white wine just to taste, a nice a nice chardonnay. Ease the nerves, because yeah. yeah. let's face yeah. it, Donna was shaking when she when she walked through <laughs> the studio doors. Needing it, needing it. You, you, it's yeah. gone six o'clock. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and now you're working. You, you're, you're working for yourself, aren't you? As well. So you desperately yeah. need wine. Yeah, it's, un- it's under the, the desk mm. normally. Yes. I don't blame you there. Yes. Yeah, sorry. You were saying. No. Things. We've got to. We had. We had a white to try because um, I thought of a certain person who liked a little bit of wood in his white wine. So I, I do. thought. I thought I'd bring that down for him because um, yeah, he likes a bit of wood in his wines. So I brought two, two, two great and quite unusual usual reds which we'll go through later so donna where do you come from, where do I come from? I'm from, from believe it or not actually i am from plymouth but i was brought up in birmingham 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 stay away from the accent i don't know that birmingham birmingham see this no that was really rubbish that was, that <laughs> that was, was a... really awful we'll, we'll try in an hour's time all right irish accent for you how's that for you it's it's mod- <laughs> moderate to mediocre, but, but don't worry about that. And um, jobs in your corporation. So, so Donna, tell us a bit more then about you in terms of your job. You are a recruitment. I've got it down here as a business entrepreneur and recruitment entrepreneur. What does that involve? Oh, what does it involve? Um, well, I've been in recruitment over 24 years in Plymouth. So, yeah, so I fell into recruitment and I've been in it forever and ever. But what I found was actually I've not actually done very much recruitment. What I've done is run businesses. So that's more of where my expertise comes into place. But I've just managed to do recruitment all the way along. So, yeah. And recruitment can be a pain in the ass, can't it? Mm. Oh, it's still mm. a pain. Believe me, I've done... I wish I was selling <laughs> photocopiers sometimes. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> selling people is hard as. <laughs> yeah. It is, and it's not even selling the people. So you've got to get... You've got to match two things. So you've got to match the client with the candidate, the candidate with the client, and then the job. Um, and try and get all that. It's like it's like a line in the stars. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Actually, I'm going to share with you, and 
I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but I'm going to be honest. It's all about honesty. We are, sure, we are sure. all friends. Um, I recently undertook a recruitment exercise for my business. And I, I must admit, I thought I'm going to do this myself. And I used a, a mixture of channels to advertise it. Obviously, I used my friendship and contact network as well. We had, we had a fairly good response. But when you run a small business, finding recruitment is is difficult. And putting out ads like I did... I don't, did I did I do wrong? Did I do it right? I actually saw your ads. I was I was yeah I was following it actually. So no, you to be honest with you, a lot of um a lot of good people come through recommendation. Mm-hmm. So people that you know are really good recruits normally because you know their history and, and and if they come with a recommendation from someone else, that's great. Um, I think what the challenge is is when you put out generic ads, you're yeah, not specific. Yeah. Therefore, you just get. <laughs> Every oh. man and their dog mm. um, applying. And when it's not your day job, so your day job is doing this, um, and actually it's taking you away from your day job when you've got, I don't know, 50 CVs in an inbox, you don't know how to see those CVs. You don't know how to. So I look at a CV and I can, I look at them literally two seconds ago. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Mm. It's, it's a bit like really... online dating, isn't it? <laughs> Swipe left or right. But it's like, it's I like had some CVs. Oh, hang on a minute. Evaluate. I had some CVs. I thought, oh, he looks nice. She looks nice. That was presentable. I didn't know they did that. She's like, no, yes, no, but when yes. Got, but that's what you've got to do when you, when mm. you do it. So you've got to, if you get so many through, it's like you, you look at wine, isn't it? Yeah. You look at wine and you can look at it and go, yeah, that's good. No, that's bad. Really. Whereas me and you will go, oh, let's have a look at the label. Oh, yeah, it's from there. Oh, but because we don't know it. So it's exactly the same with CVs. You see, she says that, but actually, quote unquote, Zoe from podcast episode one. Oh, I love a good label, me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is, isn't it? It's what, it's what it looks like. Label. And yeah. that's with CVs as well sometimes. If they've got spelling mistakes in them. Oh. Yeah, it is. Well, oh. this is why, this is why when it comes to CVs, I've never been a CV man. I'm 53 years old now. I'll ever send a little video cap or knock on the door or... But that's, you know, but that's it, yeah. Fritz, and that's true. And and also, if you just go off a CV, hence why recruitment companies are, are do what they do and why they're still here, is because actually normally um, we've pre-screened them through their CV, but then them, and that's so much different mm. than than just a CV. They're, they're brought more to life. Um, and that's really important because if you're just going to sit there and sift through CVs, you have no idea. And I say to people when they're looking for work, go in, phone oh, up, yeah. Yeah. We, just make that call. Uh, through the, the people we've had come to work at Honky Tonk, it's been those that have come to the door and, and physically said, have you got any work or recommendation? But they've physically made a point and they found out <coughs> our names and they found out a bit more about us rather than just... There's a bit of paper emailed through. Mm. And and to be fair, when it comes to a CV, a physical paper CV or online CV, and if you're not using a recruitment agency, when do you actually, as an employer, when do you actually pick up the phone, ring to find out their, C, uh, their references, mm. ring to see if what they said in that position they was in that job and what yeah. they did this. And that, that I'm, I'm one, like for instance, you had 50 CVs come in and you crammed it down to 10. That's at least another 25, 30 minutes per CV. Because That's you've got to ring true. up, check him up, because you could have had Jack the Ripper for all you know. You can only hope, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> At least make the disciplinary procedures more <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> First strike, second strike, third strike. Oh, we get a headline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you are, you are lending a hand, aren't you, really? And it's also um, getting to know you as a client. Um, and it's really important because what people don't consider is that first contact with your 
even if it's not even if it's not with you if it's with the recruitment company it's about your company mm. is the thing they remember about your company oh i could go on forever about you you, you could couldn't you <laughs> <laughs> anybody who's listening to this podcast doesn't actually realize we've already edited out two and a half hours <laughs> Good grief. which brings us around to our first bit of talent around the table fits i'm not talking about you damn what's the first wine one of the first wines one of the first stars on the table I do believe it. wine's not just about honky-tonk, even though we're one of the best around. Well, it's not just about honky-tonk itself. There's a new kid on the block in Plymouth, and that's um, Barrelin Still, and that's run by um, a, a, a chap I used to know from, from a way back called Dominic. He's got one in Kingston as well, or King, yeah, Kingston, and he's, they're doing really, really well. It's a young lad who runs it for the shop down this way called Harry. We're going to look at a wine. It's called Cloud Cuckoo. Cloud Cuckoo so Land. Yes, cute little name. Cloud Cuckoo. But the interesting thing with this, it's from Australia, but they're using two indigenous, two indigenous Italian grapes, which is um, Nero Diavolo and Montepulciano. So you've got two of these big powerhouse grapes in this wine. You're going to get spices. You're going to get duck because you, the, the the Australians love love alcohol. The higher, the better for these yeah. guys. So you're going to get a nice, rounded, smooth, smooth, a little bit of spice, a little bit of chocolate on the end of this. And I make the retail. It's thirteen ninety five. I thought that was extremely reasonable. Um, so well, we, we we can't really judge yet because no, we haven't even been given. I know, any. I know. And my assistant, my able assistant, was late at pouring the wines yet again. It's quite a light yeah, colour, isn't, isn't it? it? It will be, and it should be, you oh, know, because Montepulciano, there's, 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 not, there's, not, there's not much oak in this as well, so... This is Richie's, so oh, yeah. whatever it is, Montepulciano. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's, it's a blend, Nero di Davolo and Montepulciano. So you've got two blends there. Smell so beautiful. I like to compare the um, the colour um, by, by, by holding it up against the studio lights and... In episode one, we had one where you could not even. I mean, oh, that was a swift, yeah. yeah, yeah. But this has got this has got a bit of a nice translucent. Is that the word translucent? You can see through it just enough. Mm. Slurping, by the way. No spitting. <laughs> no, <clears throat> not unless that it's a not unless it's a really bad CV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, careful! <laughs> and then she'll send it back to you. <laughs> With red bark on it, <laughs> red pen. Mm. I'm surprised you like that because that's like cherries to me. It's a bingo, isn't it? You're getting cherries. It is, isn't you're it? getting cherries, but you're getting stewed cherries. Um, you've got a little bit of spice at the end of it as well. Mm. This is really, really a good wine, guys. Absolutely. You've done yourself proud down there. It's really good wine. So that um, that spice isn't immediate though. No, I no, it's, 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 it. a, it's a little finish. At the, it's a little finish at the, at the at the end. It's got quite a few legs as well. It's quite yes. light for those legs, yes. isn't it? That needs a Black Forest Gatto with it. Ah, uh, well, I, I like a to light feet. I like a no, light. Dessert. I think identifying any kind of cake that goes with a <laughs> bottle of wine is always a really good thing to do. Um, <laughs> Fitz cake. Uh, that'll probably go better with a mousse. A nice chocolate, chocolate-rich basket. We don't have any around here in Devon. But we've, we've got, got some cheese. cheese. We've got some cheese in front of oh, you. Nice. Now, that cheese will taste a little bit... The wine will taste a little bit different with the cheese. Because some wines, like I said in the last one, needs food. Mm-hmm. Someone needs food. Now, you might you might be just being playful in saying you really like this, but really, you're talking a bag of crap and you really hate the yeah. wine. However, the cheese changes the whole aspect of that I'm roundness in your mouth. cheese. It's... Um... <clears throat> It's a really light, light wine. It is. It, it, it should be. Easy drinking. It should be. 
Um, the oak, as we've already mentioned earlier, I like a bit of wood. Um, it's it got the, has it got a little bit in there. I, it's yeah, not heavy. I, yeah, no, I don't think there's any in there at all. I don't think there's any, that there's much in that one particularly at all. But what you are getting from that now, I can feel the alcohol in there. So it's got to be over twelve percent. I can't see on the bottle of that one. It's thirteen. Uh, 13 so it's thirteen. So again, it's again, even though it tastes light as Zoe was saying, it's got a bit yeah. of a punch there as well. So yeah. yeah really really nice so if something if if for example um you have a wine that is lighter but your palate tends to prefer stronger things does that mean you can make it up make up for that experience by <coughs> complementary by the food complementary if you understand what i mean uh, yes and no um but because if, if you're a big wine fan and you like your wine and you like it strong no amount of no amount of food is going to change that experience for you if you like heavy reds that's all you want. You're going to go for heavy reds. Now, you might be in the mood for something like a little bit lighter, but you, if you're never going to go something as light, probably as light as this, if you drink like a Chateauneuf de Pape or the Orient Swift one we had last time, because yeah. that would decide a kick like a mule, yeah. you know, really heavy. Now, if that's your type of wine, you're not going to come down to this. But, this but it is, is nice, though. Yes, yes. Yeah, I yeah. think um, I've got a feeling that, especially since it's an easy drinker and it's 13.5%, maybe a couple of bottles of this, and some of those really naff CVs might actually start to look better. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I start employing them. <laughs> That's what I'm doing wrong. Oh, oh, come on now, share with us, all right. Um, you've got to have had some really diabolical CVs land on your desk, haven't you? Oh, yeah, honestly. I, well, yeah, even one-liners. <laughs> How do you, what? Pardon? Yeah. One-liners. Yeah. Explain. Well, just just literally their name, their date of birth, their address, and um, what they've done. Like it's all bolted into one one paragraph. That's it. What? Oh, that's yeah. Honestly, that's who's it. teaching these kids? Actually, to be fair, it's not the children. Oh. I've got to be honest. But they shouldn't get their parents to write their CVs, <laughs> then, should they? <laughs> I remember applying for quite a lot of jobs at the. Plymouth University and never got anywhere and it was it was somebody that had, um that took me to one side and let me show you how to write an application to where she was going then. Mm. for mm. the university or for anyone but, but, but it really changed how I wrote my CVs from then on but, or really but yeah massively. but for uni or um the council or anything like that they're they're so specific in how yeah. they um look at them they take your name off ordinarily they yeah. take because they can't be seen to be biased and what it is is almost like a tick box system um, and it's like, have they shown it this? Yeah, yeah, have yeah they shown no, it, it is. Because I, like I remember keywords. sifting through some CVs yes. from, from my job yeah, <laughs> when I left. Yeah. It is, it's keywords. Yeah. People, but for if you're putting a CV, I'm going into a job, but if you put a CV online, um, you've got to think of all the keywords yep. because that's how people find you now. Mm. It's oh. all electronic. So if you've not got those keywords in your CV, you have to put them in as many times as you can because then you come the higher up at the search. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, it's really, it's really but there is, a, there, there is definitely an art to applying. Coming up, um, we're going to be talking more about the wine that's around the table here. And also, we're going to be taking a look at a rather impressive um, selection of cheese. You've never brought cheese into the studio before, have you? That's because I didn't do my tea. Mm. Search for Honky Tonk Wine Library on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, it's good to see you're topping up already. Um, yes, indeed, those were our details on social media, so don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to follow us in any way you can apart from when it's us leaving work at the end of the night. That's just a bit dodgy, really, isn't it? <laughs> um, you've brought cheese. You don't often bring cheese. What's going on there, then? <laughs> We've got a Lincolnshire blue one there. Mm-hmm. We've got a Merrifield. The Merrifield's a little bit like a... 
Edam an English Edam all these cheeses are in English mm-hmm. and then we've got a Godminster truffle cheese so it's a cheddar with real truffles infused mm-hmm. in truffles and the mm-hmm. other one I think looks like Baron Bygod which is a raw cow's milk cheese so imagine this is the cow this bottle's the cow yeah. you take you t- <laughs> you don't t- get a job doing sound effects all right <laughs> you take the, the 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 milk from that and start making the cheese and it depends on the firmness of that particular cheese of what the cow's been eating so if the grass has been a lot of crap the cheese what comes out is quite firm if it's good quality once you put it out it's really runny this because one, it's, gonna it, show you because it's, it's it's very raw it's, it's a raw milk cheese it's great it's great this is only been out for half an hour it's running isn't it so all these yeah. cheeses are available at Honky Tonk, of course. <laughs> Got to get that in there. Yeah, see, it's nice <laughs> to have something to nibble on when you're drinking a good glass of wine, it isn't is. it? Yeah, especially something that you don't get arrested from doing so. <laughs> that, well, that always helps. Um, Donna, mm. I want to bring you back into the into the sphere of conversation. Earlier on, you mentioned about organisations blanking out anything that identifies a, a candidate on a CV. Bit extreme, isn't it? It can be classed as extreme, but to be honest with you, we've all got prejudices. Mm. So if you're ever questioned, it's like, as I said, it's like um, it's like photos on CVs. That if you see a photo on a CV, how many times do you look at it and go, huh, actually, oh, I quite like the look of them, or I must I don't have been like so it. vain in my twenties because I had a I had a photo on everything I sent out on yeah, my but, CV, but thinking they like they like well, the look of that. But, but they do, and, <laughs> well, if and actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, it just proves that you cannot be prejudiced. And if you're ever questioned, because a lot of um, the larger organisations. Um, and government agencies are questioned as to why I wasn't shortlisted um, and they can give absolute clarity to their answers because you didn't show evidence in this, in this, in this. It's very, it's very different. It is really. And do you think these kind of rules should echo down to small businesses? Because I'm going to say something perhaps a bit um, controversial, but it's um, it's 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 a discussion I've had with a friend of mine in, in Budapest. She's quite a quite high flying businesswoman over there. She knows everybody who's anybody. And so she was actually driving, she was a driving force behind uh, one of the International Women in Business um, events. Um, And I'm kind of, I know why these events exist. And I know why as a business you get asked with regards to your your gender proportion, with regards to how many male people, how many female people you have. I don't know whether it's just me, but I, to me, that's not, uh, gender's not an issue. And, but by taking names I, and things off that, then you take that away, don't you? So I you can't. You, you, do to you those can't decide if it is if, if it doesn't. It's it's based on genuine achievement yeah. and experience rather than if you're male, if you're female, if you are African, if you are French, if you're Polish. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's what you have done and what you've achieved and your skill set. So, will, does this help people getting hired? Um, purely on the basis that they're the right person for the job, do you do you believe? Mm. I, no, I, I I think it it um, gets the best people who can write CVs a job. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. She's going to take a question. She's going to throw <laughs> it right back at you. I, I can go back to the the the, the sales industry. I I, I well, they say the the wine drinks industry, and I came in 1995, 1995 for a big large company. They're still there. They're still one of the biggest if not the biggest in, in England at the moment. <clears throat> and the old days was, how do we defy the people coming in? Yeah, you had to look at the CV. Pardon me. But I, pardon me. But I, you not. It was, yeah, she's fit. Yeah. You can work. He's fit. You can work. Because in this industry, to the early days, when bonuses were massive, and you can earn good bonuses, 
a good looking person going into a wine bar, going into this could sell. And that's why when you think of some of the energy drinks, um, the ladies who are dealing with that are a certain type. And when I'm in a certain type, they're quite attractive. And why? Because it opens doors again to get them that volume of business in. However, once you go past that attractiveness, they're very highly intelligent, smart mm. sales ladies who knows what they know, know what they're doing because they're as ambitious as everybody else. Has it changed now? Well, I see. I from what I see, I see more saleswomen in the drinking industry than ever. It's I think it's fifty fifty now, and it didn't used to be. Not on the shop floor when I classes out in the company cars knocking on doors. It was mainly men. And, and when I started, it was just starting to drift, and all of a sudden, mm. there was a massive spike in that. Did, you, can I just ask? I've never asked this before. Did you have any <coughs> um, prejudice against you for your skin color back being in Devon back in? Oh, Christ, yeah. You can, you, you, can you, can, you, can, you can tell. But because, for getting a job. Because, see, the, yes, the, the intelligent ones, when they, when, like you just mentioned before, when, when, it's, when you say Fitzroy Spencer, it's very rare there's a white dude going to come and walk up. <laughs> but, when, but when you do go, when you do go and see him, especially, especially if it's a customer as well, mm. and when they, because of, you know, I'm Northern, you know, and when you go into that interview situation, and you can, you can tell, sometimes you can yeah. tell. However, um, it's majority of it is on merit. And I always went for jobs which I know I was punching because I wanted to get growth with what I was doing. So I went a little bit higher. Yeah, so yeah. Cully did play a little bit apart now and then, but very, very rare. Very rare. Also, to be honest with you, some people are surprised when one person turned up. Apparently, once um, there was a, an event and they said, oh, we got Fitzroy and Spencer coming. <laughs> 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 and, and he walks. Um, okay, so you mentioned about, and, and this is, this this covers, this is bizarrely covers wine and it bizarrely covers recruitment. It bizarrely covers um, social interactions of all sorts. Do you not think that there is still a place, though, for everything that you've just said is wrong about, you know, about somebody being attractive and them getting the job because of it and mm. and about choosing choosing a wine bottle because of its label? Which, it, which it, we it do. All, it's all there, isn't it? Otherwise, the modeling industry is just going to, you might as well close. It's, you, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You can't help it's, it. They say that people make their mind up within the first, I think it's two or three seconds of someone walking in, yeah. whether or not they're going to give them a job. Or whether or not they Jesus. like them. Yeah. He never really got quickly. one. He he's self employed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they do. They say that. And it, that is that is before they've even spoken to you. It's because of how you you look, how you approach, how you And I'd everything. imagine half of that is un unconscious unconscious yes. bias, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you just and you, and you don't realise you're doing it. But do you, you? Do, you do it to friends, don't you? Or well, people that you first meet. We do, we do it to customers when you walk in. Well well, well yeah. uh, we we remembered I'm not gonna say the company. I can remember coming in and, and it's a young lad, yeah, his own big company. And the first thing when he came into us to show us his beers and whatever, and I was a little bit late looking at his beers, and we, and we started having a, um, a little bit of a powwow. And then he started slagging off the local people in the trade, in, in that, the yeah. beer trade. And the first thing, there was two brands I liked of his. There was two I was going to list. And in my mind, and Zoe was standing there, and he said, I ain't listing that now. Because he came over extremely rude, this this. This gradient—that's not how you do business in a local environment. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned about the two-second thing. Mm -hmm. I find that absolutely s astonishing that people will make up their minds. Maybe not their minds forever, but their but initial it's an, in an instant. Yeah, it's like gut feelings. Yeah, isn't, it? isn't that I what think it is? Between, yeah, it's between two and five seconds, something like mm. that. 
Do you think the same happens with wine? <laughs> it doesn't same happen with microphones because he breaks my... It does happen with wine though, doesn't it? Oh, it does, yeah. That, that instant. So when I first tasted this wine now... Right, and you had a bit of food. Well, I was going to say, when I first tasted it, it reminded me of that Sangiovese that you love and I hate. Yeah. Does it, is it this remind you of that? But now no. I've drunk but no. a whole glass. But, <laughs> I'm actually quite you know, enjoying but, it. But you know what the funny thing is when people say that? When we first <laughs> tasted that, when we first tasted that wine at the Olympia show, you went, ooh, I like that. Does, it, your, does, it, does the environment help them or in change? Your, in your Devon accent. Yeah, or bringing it back <laughs> to what we were saying, did the server who gave it to you, was he was or he she hot? hot? Possibly. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) This is why when I used to work for myself doing all my own selling, my sales figures were diabolical. Um, um, You know... I've I've got to say that we've we, we've touched upon some some rather deep subjects, some very serious <laughs> subjects, which I f- I personally find difficult to comprehend, and I think it's because, and I've got my 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 family to to um, thank for this. M- my family's multicultural. Um, I've got everything in terms of um, gender allocation or however you know going on. I've got I've got. Yeah, I've got gay, I've got bisexual, everything in between, non-binary, double binary. I don't know. <laughs> we, at the end of the day, none of us understand each other. So when you say, "Oh, I don't understand that," just, just, just rest assured, none of us actually understand each other, right? <laughs> Universal. <laughs> so therefore, I think I'm fairly when I when it comes to assessing somebody, I'm really just. Uh, it's how good are you at serving the job? Is that's it? Plain but, and simple. But not everybody is, are they? It's a no. shame, isn't it? Yeah, this is probably not. why we find it. But, and all us this, around us, we find it hard to understand. Yeah, but even the generations now. So the younger generations. Are, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it. Say what um, you like. Um, the piercings, the the tattoos, the hair colours, everything now is changing. My yeah. daughter's got um, multiple hair now, pink and blue, um, and she's had to change her job because of it. What? Is she? Yeah. Well, the other two. Yeah. I have to I say, when, when my boys have started tattooing and one of them has got a tattoo on his neck and, and down his arms and his wrists, it, we, we all along, we were like, please think about what you're going to do as a career. But people, but most, most um, employers now mm-hmm. are becoming more um, open because actually yeah, yeah. It, it, it's now becoming the, the norm. norm. Yeah. But there are some of the older, not, not, I don't actually mean as in, um, as in age, but it's still some employers are still not seeing it mm-hmm. as um, because it's just they're individual. Actually, I quite like it. I quite like I quite like describing. Oh, oh, it's that one. Oh, I love that one with the coloured hair. Or I like that one with all the piercings. Oh, that tattoo is really lovely. It's just their individualism. Um, yeah. but not everyone's the same. And, and with work now and employers, um, it's quite questionable. And it's it's quite a it's quite a tricky subject at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And it's not protected. And it depends your role. I mean, yeah. if he was going to to sell, I don't know, pharmaceutical products to a big conglomerate and you're full of tattoos, would you be taken seriously as soon as you walk to that ballroom for a for four million pound contract? But why not? Why shouldn't you? Yes, I can. Yes, I agree. But the guy on the other side is probably not that dressed that in that size of them people. It's very rare that unless they're working for themselves that I've come across, and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. that somebody who's sitting on that board running a multi-million, multi-billion pound con- um, company that makes that decision and his peers make that decision, are they covered in tattoos? If they but are, you can't see it. Are you going to get that 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 clash of, of, of opinions? Because, <clears throat> okay, now in an attempt to not stereotype people, I'm going to yes. stereotype people, right? Um, somebody who is very much into, um, I don't know, I, I, I'm going to pretend to be cool, I don't know the words, but that kind of emo thing or, or whatever, or tattoo... 
maybe that wouldn't necessarily actually be their line of business anyway. It's much like when my my partner's um, by trade a software engineer. All right. And we know very few female software engineers. And um, the ones we do know have been very successful. Um, and we often have the, co- the discussion about um, trying to balance um, the gender gap within software. And we kind of, we, we, we often come up with the same conclusion. Actually, we need to, to, for, you know, to encourage more, more females to, to undertake um, computer science and software and all this kind of stuff. And actually we thought, maybe they just don't want to. I, they, but you, do, do you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, we, yeah. we have things inside us that drive us to go a certain way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... It, there's no point in trying to crowbar something for the sake of crowbarring something. It's kind of sometimes that's how it happens. Yes, and 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 their their individual and their individualism Absolutely. takes them on the journey that that they want to go into. And would somebody that is like that be selling pharmaceutical goods? You, do you know what I mean? It, yeah, but he he or she could be spam because when they go through to university and go through their courses, they've got tattoos. But when they come out from that behind that that counter as such, I want to go onto the road and start selling whatever. It's unless unless it's a brand which it's cool and funky and, and you look good because you've got a tattoo and and it's yeah, that era. It. But if it's if it's a white class as a white color top color whatever you want to label it, it's I, th- I think it's now it's still frowned upon. Yeah, it, you know. it, 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 it in is. certain industry. Then you think of Finley who works. Um, am I allowed to say company names? Yeah, mm, yeah. Well, well, works at yeah. Bank Babcock. You know, and, and a, a male dominated area, obviously. And he started wearing nail varnish. And yeah. yet his colleagues have, I said, you know, surely they're going to rib you on that. But they, they, they understand that's his part of has his individuality. Yeah. And they've allowed him to express his way in that way. Well, that's, he's, he's quite gothic and yeah, what you but, said, emo. But, but I was quite shocked that well, in that male-dominated old guard way. Well, I wouldn't have been. I would have said that's right. It. I would have said that's right because, it, because of where he is. Now, if he was in somewhere where he's, receptionist or he's dealing with something like that and all of a sudden that stylist changed a bit mm. like your daughter being told that she can't have coloured hair ooh don't want that it's a different area but there's there's a difference between something that's um oh good grief here we go I'm going to land myself in hot water <laughs> we've gone down that road haven't isn't we? it yeah. fair enough for a company to actually have a dress code oh really and, is, and, I, and I, we, we did take advice and hair colour is not um, protected so they can tell you Oh, stupid. It's not particular. They can tell you what colour hair you can or can't have to a degree. Um, so, yeah. So, but it- Brilliant, because our company colours are blue. <laughs> <laughs> I love I it. I can just imagine our production team. <laughs> Sorry, if you have to wear blue and green hair. Love it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah but, but, but I can I can understand because what they're saying is it wouldn't be taken as professional. Yeah. A little bit like what yeah. you said. Um, but in the right in the right environment, and I guess you are representing that company, aren't you? Yes, in those Again, roles. And if they and don't, if that's your face that you want to present to the world, that's yeah. how you do it for your but, staff. But yet the clients, what they're dealing with, may not give a damn. No, no. But some of them might, yeah. mm. because we're talking about taking things off CVs, and that's for a job. It's in the same scenario when you're trying to sell something. So it's it's the same thing. They'll make decisions. So you've actually both mutually cancelled and agreed each other yeah. out because you yeah. you just said that some of the clients uh, might not give a damn, and you said some of the clients might. So actually, there will be, especially it obviously depends on the size of your business. There will be may well be a balance of occasions whereby person A, because of how they look, interact, their um, their passions, and and, and 
you know, things that they enjoy doing, whatever the case may be, will be suited to go and talk to client A. And likewise, person B is going to be suited to that audience. And actually, differences should almost be embraced and used. I say that. And you deploy them. You, yeah, everyone can't like everyone, can they? No, no of course um, not. And, but it, and some people fit with others. And and actually, I went to see um, Karen Brady. She spoke at an event. And oh, she wow, said... Fantastic. Oh, she's fab. Um, and she said that she recruits on, um, on their... Um, on their their ethos ethos and ethics and their their personality yes. rather than their skill set because yes. you can train skill set yeah. which is what you've yeah. just said yeah. and it's all about whether or not they fit with mm-hmm. what we want and 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 not everybody fits in so each job each job is different yes mm-hmm. um and and that's what you have to look at is that each job is different and everybody's different and do they fit to those roles I don't know about you, but I find my ethos and personality comes out more when I've got full Another glass. Another yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, there's a little bit of this I wine just, left. Yeah. Or we I can t- go on to I, the new wine. I tell you, if wine could talk, it's probably looking at me. See, it's turned, it turned an ink. <laughs> oh, nothing coming, please. You know, anyway. Right. <laughs> What's our second wine anyway, then, Fitz? The second wine we're going to taste, it's it's, it's one from us, from Honky Tonk. Oh, grab and it it's, uh, I'm grab just going to grab it. Yes, grab yes. It. Sorry. For those of you who are not listening, and sorry, who are not watching. It's the wine, it's not... Not the wood. This this, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a Wilgonga, I can never pronounce it, a Wilgonga, and it's from McLaren Valley, and it's a Tempranillo. And it's, oh, it, this one, I should have brought Thank the cab, this, cab Sab, but this one again, again, it's from Australia. It's from the McLaren Valley. This is super, super, super wine. Now, reason why I say this is because when you think about where this McLaren Valley is, it mimics the Mediterranean because of where it is. So you're going to get the same, um, the, the, what's kind of the, the same terroir, some of the same same weather, what they're having in the meds in this particular in the particular valley. This is why you're going to get this particular Tempranillo. So let's think of Rioja, yes. down, down, down in the south of Spain. This will mimic that, because the um, majority of the wines in, in, in Rioja is Tempranillo. This particular one is, that that region is like that. It's it's going to be a bit more. It's going to be a bit more blackberry. It's going to be. It's going to have a little bit more of a kick to it. However, it's still going to be smooth. It's a tempranillo. It's going to be quite soft. There's hardly any oak in there. Well, there's the, the, the balanced oak in there. So it's really really nice wine. This is, and this is from us from the shelf from us. This is fifteen ninety five, and it's a great great wine. Again, it may be one of them wines that you might need a little bit of cheese with as well. But um, I like it's this. Thirteen and a half percent. Yes, yeah. as well. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what I'm smelling. I'm really not not good at verbalising this. Donna, what are you smelling right now? Mm, no. And I'm not talking about, you know, the artist. I can't, I, no, no, this, this one to me isn't, it, it's not, it's not See, this anything. Is... If, like, so the other one was really fruity, mm-hmm. but this one, it's not, it's, it's quite well, you got it, well, you, natural. It's dry, it's quite dry, isn't it? What you've got to understand with this, for instance, it's been sitting there for a while. Every every liquid, no matter what it is, it's going to cause a miscus film going across it, and that's why you see the top. A hubri wobbri, then yeah, It's called a miscus film, and if you just give it a little bit of swirl, that's why you need to break that. And this is, and this no, not no, no, don't do that. I'm red. You'd be all over you, darling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so his top was white, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but what you what you got to understand um, that one, two things, two things that I say. Um, this glass is a little bit overfilled. Why should I say that? Because if you're, if you're anything like my granddad or my dad, they'll fill it up to the top, right? You've got, you got really good glass here. And what you call glasses here, this little bow on the glass is what we call the lady's hips. 
you need to get to just about that. Oh, I love a good lady's hip. I love a, I love a good hip as well. And also a good don't man's Don't you lie. Hips. I was just going to say, don't <laughs> you lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hip, hip. Hooray! <laughs> and what you can understand, the reason why you don't... <gasps> don't. You don't fill the glass. Oh, hey, if this was television. <laughs> the reason why you don't fill this glass all the way is because as the, the, the wine is peaked so you can get your nose in there because palate and, and nose and smell reacts. So it's a bit like having a cold. When you have a cold, and sometimes you come over, you want your favourite dinner, and your man, your woman's made you that favourite bottle well, of milk. For a start, you need to self-isolate. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he makes that favourite dinner, and you can't smell it. That's because you're all blocked up. So you ain't going to get the flavour of the wine properly. So your palate and your nose just taste the same. I mean, taste the same. It does react, and that's why you need that. So when you're smelling, well, this is this is why. I like how the wine industry is changing and how we treat wines and how we drink it because <laughs> back in the back in the, like say in the the eighties when I was in the pub trade as well and it was and it was can, can I can I have a Chardonnay please and they used to fill it in awful goblet glasses yeah. and the way we drank wasn't as we drink now with a sip it was getting the rim of the glass that used to hit there so it, <laughs> <laughs> and you think oh fizz and it's just about been watching me and it's just <laughs> And this is Don't about you joke because we're going to get royalties for that sound effect. <laughs> I'm just going to resell that as pig at trough. <laughs> but it was it was just about gullop as much wine as you can rather than enjoying the exp- and it's the same it's the same with any alcohol. I'm glad you got water on the table. We put water on the table. Yeah, we haven't drunk, we've got sit. no glasses for it. <laughs> Not yet. You know, randomly you can actually make a lot of money for sound effects. I'm just going to tell you now. There's there's, there's a guy and um, I'm going to tag him in this called John Isles. Um, he's one of our voiceover artists. I've known him for years. He used to be. Um, DC Dashwood in the bill. And one of our clients... Was he? The, yeah. Yay. One of our clients wanted the sound effect of a, of a donkey. <laughs> and um, he was... Because re- it had to be done to an animation, so he was able to do the donkey donkey on demand. Donkey <laughs> 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 on demand. <laughs> oh, see, bottle down. Oh, it's all going down here now. I've got a few friends of mine who should have that dip. They were telling you that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Woo, I had to swallow quickly. Pardon me. <laughs> oh, he's uh. off. <laughs> See, he was a donkey on the <laughs> See, the art of conversation and the art of wine conversation always lowers the tones on the fourth glass. As you see, we've warmed up now. Oh, <laughs> The client used it for like four years. Every time they used it, <laughs> whatever it was, he got money for it. Bloody hell. I know. Get, 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 me, get me signed up. But we're talking hundreds of pounds. Get me hundreds signed up. Pounds. Hundreds, hundreds Just of pounds. Just for the noise. Just for the pound, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what do you think of the wine? These poor stars. What do you think of that wine? The second one? Absolutely Or do you prefer the, prefer the first one? I prefer the second one. I think this has got a bit more going on. Yes. Not by the nose, Donna. You yeah. said it didn't have much by the nose. And that's probably why I couldn't... Um, it couldn't, doesn't. Yeah. It, no, it doesn't. I disagree. Oh, she's oh. always one, isn't there? You've got to have disagreed to have she's from conversation. Um, I know I prefer the, the first one had more going on. This yeah, one, like this one, one is like, you drink, you drink it, you don't have to think about it. It's quite you know what I mean? Okay. Non. Really? Yes, me too. But the first one was was fruity. It's not it long. Light. It's it was... not. I I I've got it in some. Not that way... I dislike it. It's just it's. Okay. Yeah. As a comparison, I've got to say I in in some aspects I agree that the first one was more interesting. Yeah. Because when you're thinking that's a variety, and can you remember the grapes? I said. No. 
Um, no. You said no. ganache. No. no. Obviously, oh, sugar for obviously, that one there. Obviously, you've been paying a bloody attention what I've been saying. It's all right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, for you, for the benefit of those who are listening, you can always rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Multiputiano. Oh, no, it's too great. It's good. It's nearly the Avro Montepulciano. Okay. Have you? So, so you've got so you've got two grapes though in that first one. The second one is a straight grape. Mostly, some of the wines that are big wines and been famous wines have always been blended. They say always been blends. The majority of them are good quality blends, yeah. like Chateauneuf de Pape. It's a blend. Yeah. When you think Grand Zermatage, it's a blend. When you think some of the great Shirazes, it's had a little bit of different grape in it when you see the the first wine that we just uh had the it's white one the white wine or the part. white wine even though it says sh- chardonnay in the bottle it's got semillon in it as well you know so that little bit of semillon gives it a little bit of fruit and the, that's why you like that little bit of fruit in there mm. because it's got oak in it so it did um it what can it, it masks the little bit of the oak a little bit more so when you're thinking the first wine that you add with them two grapes in there the leading grape will be the first grape that's mentioned, and that's it's normally around seventy percent. Yes, it was. It was and you normally get that balance Whereas as well. Whereas the second one, I'll drink and then get to the bottom of, of the bottle and not realise or mu- not remember hmm. as much. As and that's one. and that and that's probably because a young lady like yourself from Gosport is um doesn't really. <laughs> it definitely isn't Gosport. Yes, it was yeah, again because because the first one to me it had that acidity there and it needed food. This one again, now, if you get your chops around a bit of cheese, you'll probably find it'll change again. Hey, hey, get yeah. my chops around a lot more. Yeah, yeah, that or a donkey on demand. <laughs> <coughs> one of the great things about Wine Mates Conversation <laughs> is the fact that you get to learn a little bit about life, a little bit about business, and quite a bit about wine. <laughs> and now it's time for our special regular feature, something you can take away um, whenever you're listening to this podcast, and that is Fitz's Top 4. So we're going to ask Fitz to give us his top four wine suggestions, in addition to the ones that we've tasted as part of our podcast, that you can find in various outlets. Obviously, inevitably, they'll be yours. But yeah. No, they're not all going to be mine because one is not like that. One, <laughs> some of the two of the wines do include um, being part of this, this little bunch. So I just want to recap again. You've got um, from Barrel and Still, which is Plymouth. It's a, it's a new wine shop that's just opened in Plymouth. And these guys are doing a really amazing job. And that was the Cloud Cuckoo Land. And that was the two grapes. What did you get? And again, what was the grapes again, ladies, gentlemen? Yes, great. You said it correctly. So it's Nero Nero di Lavlo and Montepulciano. That's the grapes there. So it's a nice blend, and it was a super super wine, right? Then you've got one which I found really interesting, and I had this one, this particular particular wine before. I think it's had a little bit of a name change as well, and it's Tapad Vera from Portugal. And what that is, it's a uh, Vino Verde. Now, Vino Verde is a little small area in Portugal, but it, this is a white wine, and you can get this from Marks and Spencers. And remember I said before, I don't know if I said it on my first podcast, but I normally say about the big boys, sometimes when you go online, you get the better wines. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to shop and you're going to shop with these big supermarkets, which I urge you not to, you need to shop with the local guys. They need your money first. So if you do go to Marks and Spencers, look out for that particular wine. It's only £7 a bottle. This is great with shellfish, the particular wine, and it's great again um, for an aperitif just before you go on a binge, a bit like sometimes what you do, Paul, when you go out. Has been done. And then the next one is from a, um, a good friend of mine I used to deal with, and they're fair enough. You can get it online as well. It's called 
Hayes Wine Shop, and they're up at Ledbury. And what they they have, they, it's, it's a, um, I can never pronounce this properly. It's the the, the main sir and it says Sonser Rose. It's nineteen ninety nine. However, it's very it's, it's quite rare you get a rose Is wine. It a rose? It's rose wine, rose, yeah. rose. It's quite rare you get a um, a rose wine from Sonser that will carry. That particular brand and that particular, because when you say some sorts of people who who know wine, they know they've arrived. Uh huh. But that polyfume, polyfuse, and this one, it's particularly, it's, it's, it's jammy, it's quite it's pink in colour. So if you are around that area, jump online with that one. Then the next one that I said was that with the one the one from ourselves, the, the Tempranillo. Um, I quite like that. I probably made a mistake. I should have brought the Cabernet Sauvignon because the Cabernet Sauvignon was so interesting because I'm not a big Cab Sav fan. But with this Cab Sav from this particular same company was fantastic. Um, so they're, they're the three top ones. But I would say, when I say top ones, some top tips on some of the wines which are out and about at the moment. So, yeah, some good ones there. So there you go. Keep your eyes open when you're hitting the shelves mm-hmm. of Marks and Spencer because that's one of Fitz's <laughs> top tips. <laughs> um, Donna, how does wine fit into your life? Oh my, how, how, does, how do I fit into wine's life? <laughs> <laughs> we always come to you for our wine. Um, we do. And we, we obviously, we find the grapes that you tell us and then we go find them in the supermarket Good. When, Good. We're, when we're having to do it a lot quicker. Um, but, but when we have cash, which being self-employed goes like that and like mm-hmm. that, as yeah. you'll know. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> one minute you have it, one totally. minute you've not. Yeah. <laughs> and when we have, then we come to you and buy bulk load and when we haven't, we go and buy it off the shelves. Sure. And, and, and that's how it is. But no, I, I we don't drink wine. We we made a conscious decision. We try not to drink wine during the week, Tuesday night. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we try not to. Um, but it is, it's just, I don't know. I We, yeah. I think the difference about having a relationship with somebody local who's a, a wine merchant, given the, you know, the wider term for it, is you do over time build up a, a rapport with them. And I think it's fair to, to, to say to Fitz, I want, I want a, an everyday supermarket choice mm. to, to actually make sure that the, the things I get from you, I appreciate more. Because if I come into you and I have the same bottle of wine off the off the library shelf every time, I'm going to lose my appreciation. It's going to become every day, and that's you know I I'll happily come down for a glass of, of of menu wine every day happily, quite happily if you have me. But yeah, I think it's fair to say it's having that you have to have a balance of where you source things, don't yeah, you? Of course, and, and of course. We, and we trust you guys. You know, if we come in and go right, we we liked that one. Give us something similar. Mm. Um, although I still my my favourite is still that white sparkling. The um, the English white the Dalwood the Dalwood yeah. yeah. yes oh, that special is guest on podcast episode one I encourage you to listen if you haven't already of course you haven't <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah um, but yeah Dalwood is beautiful yeah. that's my that's still my favourite so it's like that you know when you go in you want your slippers yes that's my slippers <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah but to, but to me when it comes to what you mentioned before regarding the supermarket wines I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with supermarket wines what I'm saying is the way the supermarket works now because they're dealing all the bulk and dealing big brands. And when you walk down there, let's, let's, let's just give me a minute. When we go back to, let's say, 90s, early 2000s, you, I don't know if you remember. Remember when you used to walk where, where it was 
um, Sainsbury's, Tesco's, or especially waitress, they used to have someone dedicated on the wine floor did, to speak they? to you, mm. right? And then they had the array of different brands that you've never seen before. Some of their own, some of these which, fantastic grapes, and you could try them. You can speak to them. They'll yeah. speak to you about it to do your taste buds, but they found that wasn't cost effective for them. So what they decided to do is to flip that around, put the big brands on your Hardys, your Lindemans, all them ones that you know, the Villa Marias, and put them on the shelves that will sell. But if you take some time, go there and buy, buy, buy your groceries. But if you buy your groceries online from them, get online and look at their wines because they have better wines which are online. And so this is what I'm saying with some of the wines I mentioned today from different places. Just have a little nose on what they've got around. And... Really about saying what you're saying about your own taste. Experiment. If you will always go for Sauvignon, 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 Sauvignon. For God's sake, stop being boring and just try something, probably from that region, but a different grape. If you get a New Zealand Sauvignon from Marlborough, okay then, guess what? Marlborough do other grapes. Try something from Marlborough, but a different grape. And broaden your horizons and what that will help you to do is to making sure you're what you when you taste them, when you go out, you're going to get better wines. So when you are shopping out there, I, I was always, for me, I always make a beeline for the independent. So we've got three great independents in Plymouth itself, three great. And if you don't know him, shame on you, you should do. Um, <laughs> one is ourselves, um, Honky Tonk Wine Library in Sutton Harbour. One is Vila Nobler down on Williams Yard. And one is the new one I just mentioned called Barrel and Still. That's three great independent wine merchants, wine shops that will give you quality restaurant wines that you want and wines that you've never heard of, but they'll be interesting to making sure you get what you want for your taste buds. Can I just Can ask, I ask? Sorry. Sorry. Oh, we're both asking okay. at the same time. Should we flip a coin? Where is Barrelin mm. still? Oh, come on, yeah, Donnie. Not know, near the courts. Yes. Next to the courts. <laughs> <laughs> they know me way too well. <laughs> yeah, not, not far from there. Yeah, yeah so yeah. just up by the... Yeah, yeah just you right. walk up from there. Yeah, yeah, you're oh, right. Yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to ask, if I found a wine that I really liked, would I then to try and get another wine or from out in the supermarkets, look for the country, the region or the grape? Uh, mm. Bit of both. What you need to do is, see, we get people who've gone on holiday and they go, I went to Spain and I found this wine fits. Can you find it, mate? And they send me the front label. It tells me nothing apart from the name. So look at the back of the label, turn it around. It's a wealth of information. That'll give you the. It'll give you two couple of things. Especially if you get into the UK, it'll give you the shipper normally right down at the bottom. Yes. It'll also give you the ABV, which you need to know. It'll give you the country, and it'll give you the area of that country, and it should give you the grape as well. Them three things will tell you. Oh, I like this wine. Where's it from? Oh, I like that grape. Oh, oh, that means I like that particular area. Let me try something new and different. Rather than because people collect a catalogue of things that they have sometimes. Yes, take a picture of the front the front because it gives that name of the brand or name of the label itself. But on the back, it will give you the information that will dictate of help you to find that wine that you like from that particular area. You know, remember what I said before, this could be a vineyard and all the grapes could taste completely different in here. Mm. But this is this is um, Ch- um, Ch- Chateau Paul Smith from, you know, and this is this is this is where the wine is from. But he might he's, he's, he's over else. He might be growing Merlot. So it can it can vary just to make sure you look at the back of that label. It gives so much information and we forget to look at that. Um, Donna, you've, you've just mentioned that you've had a bit of a, a change in terms of your business direction. I have. So you've gone from, well, tell, tell us the story in a nutshell. Well, I've gone from Ashford Recruitment, which was my high street brand, and I have changed my focus to more specialist search and selection and needles and haystacks. 
So much more. Actually, we haven't spoken about it. But I wanted to talk about um, AI recruitment and how um, AI is getting more involved within the recruitment what's, side. What's, what's AI? Sorry. Artificial and intelligence. And arseholes. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that no, AI. No. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, understand yeah. that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. sorry yeah. Yeah. But, but now how, it, how, it's more, how it's getting involved So <laughs> and how to find those, those needle in haystacks. So that's now what I do. So I, I just like working with, with clients that like working with me and just me. I'm a bit selfish like that. Um, and so what I've done is gone, okay, I've, I've, I've taken away the high street brand. And now I'm just doing specialist recruitment with people that work with me. That's and good. I'm loving it. That's good. Yeah. Do you have any, and this is, could actually probably be a topic for an entire series of podcasts in its own right. Not that I'm trying to give you the hard sell here. Obviously not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I have thought about it. But can you give us some top tips for presenting yourself in terms of a CV? Oh, in CV terms. Um, don't put a photo on. Uh, what I say to people is miss out anything that can make people choose yes or no instantly. So if you look at it and go, can somebody go yes or no quite quickly? Don't do it. Um, so that's why I say no to photos. Oh, my that God. Kind of I agree. Contradicted I agree. anything that I would have No, I agree. I, d- I do agree on that. Yeah. So don't, first of all, don't do photos. But that means um, you're going to have to reread, yes or no, you're going to have to reread your CV, aren't you? And like totally strip it back. So, but, but no. Put out and also, yeah, go on. also put in, so people, when, when you're looking at, so I look at it from an employer's point of view and a client, um, if, you, if you've if you done something really good, don't put the generic, I, you know, in your profile, um, I, I'm really good and I'm really enthusiastic and I can do this. <laughs> because of all, of course, all CVs talk like that, don't they? Everybody says it. Yeah. 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 You read every CV, that's what it says. I want it to look different. I want it to be your personality on paper. That's that's what I want to see. I want to see why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you changing your job? What do you do? What are your aspirations? Tell me that in that first, that little paragraph. So actually, I haven't got to read the rest. I've made my mind up when I've read it. With um, my short list of, um, with my own personal uh, recruitment process, I went through the you know, filtering from the CVs and I then asked everyone to do a video response to Gave them gave them five questions. They had to choose three, and I gave them one compulsory question, which was directly relatable to the job ad, which was what was your wow factor. And the the one that I like most, um, they said in in my background research for you online, I noticed that you were recently filling in some tender applications and you had a glass of wine whilst doing it because I like to share my entire life. <laughs> so they said, I'm doing this video. With a glass of gin, and it was just a bit more kind of out of the box, kind of quirky, and and it was also produced. I mean, whilst they're not a producer, not they're not applying to be a producer, they edited it. They put some still shots. They put some graphics in. That's brilliant. And I thought, hmm, there's something about this person which I think would be a social sociological fit. Yeah. In terms of, you know, I think I would get along with them. Yeah. And it, and it is, it's, it's about the person as much. So what we do within our, um, so my search and selection is quite different, as I said to you. Um, and we do, um, so we go find, first of all. We then do competency questions. Yes. Um, so the client gives us, um, I think it's four competency questions that we ask them to fill out. And again, we take the names off and everything else and they score those competency questions. Yes. So they'll, they'll come into a ranking then. Um, we do videos. So we send them a video and we also um, do profiling, but not not just your normal profiling as this is the person. So we ask the client to do a profile. So they tick the tick box. You know how you do your profiles? So most like that, least like this, most like that, least like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it goes, bang, that's it. Um, 
Well, we ask the client to do that with the job in mind. So go, fill this job. Do you want someone like this, like this, like this, like this? And it gives us our, our, hmm. our like template. We then go to our candidates and go, right, you need to do the profile. And it gives us the template. And then we match those templates along with the competency questions, along with their videos. And we put it in a package and they go, we go to the clients, right, here's your five people. Before they've even seen them, this is brilliant. all electronic. It's brilliant. This yeah. is it. This is what, and yeah. they, and then, then that time, you know, your time of looking through CVs, talking to yeah. them, getting that, we've done all that. And by the time we get to you, you've got probably four or five people max. And you go, yeah, I can have one of those. But hey, th those who have magically subscribed to <laughs> Onky Tonk, um, what are we called again? Wine makes, con wine makes conversation. I should even look then. Uh, we've, got, we've got some topics and some ideas. And if you can comment, comment. Just tell us, especially when we put our little clippets on, on some of the social medias that you can comment on. Tell us what you'd like to see, because I've got some good ideas that we're going to bring, bring forward as well. And... Um, our producer and, and beloved Paul is um, coming up with some great ideas as well because we really want to make this broad-minded, open up, and you can see some of the light-hearted slut words that have been used in the little comments and things that we do on this particular podcast, but it's all fun. But there's a serious element to it as well. There is indeed. A little, little bit about wine, a little bit about our beautiful guests and the, what they do in their jobs, because if you've got some nuggets from that, give us a thumbs up, make sure you subscribe, and make sure you support some of the businesses I mentioned today. Thank you. Excellent. Yes. Yes.